This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Mind Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg, and I am so thrilled to have as a special guest, Aaron Jennings. Now, Aaron is currently starring as Anthony Holmes on the NBC comedy Grand Crew. The popular sitcom tells the story of a crew of 30-something black professional friends in Los Angeles who regularly enjoy getting together at their favorite neighborhood wine bar to unpack their everyday adventures. Now, on the show, Aaron's character plays the happy-go-lucky yet slightly uptight accountant and proud vegan of the group, best known for his cringy dance moves and unwavering commitment to his job. The first season of the series repeated on December of 2021 on NBC's launch of Peacock. Get this. It was the platform's top digital comedy. Currently on production of season two, the successful comedy will return first quarter of 2023. Now, in addition to Grand Crew, Aaron can also be seen on Amazon Prime's hit series, A League of Their Own, in the role of Guy. Aaron's acting resume extends to include appearances on HBO's Insecure, Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns, CBS's NCIS, Fox's Bones, TNT's Rizzoli and Isles, as well as a series regular role on the CBS drama Pure Genius as Dr. Malik Verlaine. Aaron, you are one very, very busy guy. And so I am doubly thrilled that you made time to spend time with me today on the podcast. Welcome to The Vine Guy. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. So very appreciated. And uh, I'm very happy to be here and to, to be on this podcast with you. Well, this is thrilling. I mean, I, I got to tell you, well, I'll tell you what, before we jump in, can you just take a moment to describe the show? Tell me a little bit about Grand Crew. Yeah, well, Grand Crew was was created by Phil Augusta Jackson, um, and it is a half-hour sitcom on NBC, uh, which also then airs on Peacock afterwards. Um, and it basically centers around this group of friends that are all Black living on the east side of Los Angeles. And they essentially meet, like you said, at, at this bar by the name of Grand Cru, which I'm sure many of your listeners know is a wine term um, that speaks to the grade uh, of, of a wine and the superior grade. It uh, describes a wine as a superior grade. And so they meet at this bar that is um, named Grand Cru and uh, they impact their lives, you know, so they, they they talk about their love life and their work life and everything in between. And it's a lot of fun and it's hilarious comedy. But I like to think that it also has a lot of heart and, it, and it's a nice balance of the two. Um, and so, yeah, Phil Augusta Jackson, who I previously named, who is the creator of the show, got the idea from his own personal life. Uh, there's a bar here in Los Angeles on the east side that we now all frequent. But before he was frequenting with his his close friends. And when deciding to create a show, he, just, he he thought, well, why not just tell my story and tell this story? And this could be a nice sort of way of um, paying homage to to not only wine, but my friend group. And and here we are now to in, in, in our second season, just finishing our second season. And we're really excited for the world to get a chance to to see uh, this next season uh, coming soon. And I have to say, it's it's a fantastic series. It really is. I uh, think that, first of all, you're incredibly talented. Wow. Because so I've much. seen some of your other work, and this is different from what you've been in before. You know, yeah. it's it's not a drama. It's, you know, you're, you're 
absolutely brilliant in the role. Uh, just the cringy dance moves. Love it. <laughs> that whole saying. Now, um, I will say that when you're talking about Grand Cru, yes, it is the top level of a designation of a particular site or region or vineyard. But that's generally spelled C-R-U, Grand Cru. Yes. Your yeah. series is spelled C-R-E-W. What is the significance of Grand C-R-E-W versus C-R-U? Well, I think it was a play on that. I'm a Grand Cru, uh, spelled C-R-U. Um, but it, because the the show centers around this crew, um, I think Phil thought it would be a nice way to sort of tie everything together. Um, since we do go to a wine bar as a crew in this show, it was a nice way to uh, to to play on that. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a brilliant double entendre. Yes, I think exactly. it really is. Uh, exactly. Well, well done, well done. And I know you said that you don't want to take credit for it, but I'm giving you credit anyway. Well, then I will. I receive the credit. Thank you so much. <laughs> so you know, I have a lot of people on the podcast, and and most of them come into wine through you know a, a number of different ways, but most of them are coming in through wine classes, or they get into wine through maybe wine dinner with friends. But very, very few. As a matter of fact, you are the only one I know who has come into wine through a sitcom. Right. Yes, I know. It's so bizarre because I have to admit before this, I didn't drink much wine. Um, I, I was more of a cocktail guy or, you know, bourbon uh, was was sort of my my spirit of choice. And so it wasn't until getting the show and going to that bar that I that I just mentioned um, with my castmates and friends that I really started to delve into the wine uh, world a little bit more. And and by no stretch of the imagination am I an expert on it. I am still very new to it all, but but it's been it's been fun to explore and I'm I'm having a lot of uh, a lot of fun doing so. So I have to ask, I mean, do you guys actually drink wine? On the set? I mean, are you guys set? <laughs> no, we do not. Uh, we do not. I, I, I wish, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know how well the uh, the shooting the shoot would go if we were drinking. No, we we drink um, anything from like grape juice to if it's champagne, diet ginger ale. Uh, we do mm-hmm. some um, non alcoholic wines as well. Everyone sort of has their preference on, on what they want poured in their, in their glass. I, for, for one, do not like diet ginger ale. So I'm always like, can we find another alternative to that? Sometimes there's, it's just colored water that that's usually the route that I like to go. But yeah, everyone, everyone's a little different. I, I can't remember who does what, but, you know, between the four of those options I just named, uh, that's that's sort of what you can expect everyone to be drinking. Okay, so let's actually back up a little bit, back onto the show for a second. You mentioned yeah. that there are other cast members. Tell yeah. us a little bit about who the other uh, characters are that, that meet with you at this wine bar. Right. Well, we have Nikki, who's played by Nicole Byer, um, and she is a real estate agent. She, um, especially in the first season when we first meet her, she's she's very much like Nicole Byer is in her actual life and in her comedy uh, can be a, a bit bit crass or um, um, and, and 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 very um, willing to to express her her sexual endeavors. She's one of the guys, you know, Um um, but I love it because it, it, you know, I think I think it shows women in in a light where it's like they can be all of those things and and still we love them for it, you know. So that's that's one. There's there's Noah played by Echo Kellum. He's the lover of the crew, <laughs> um, definitely a hopeless romantic, if you will. 
Then we've got uh, Justin Cunningham, who plays Wyatt. He is um, he is the the married guy in the crew. Uh, he has a, a wife by the name of Kristen, uh, who is played by Maya Lynn Robinson. And then we have um, we have Sherm, who is played by the brilliant Carl Tart. And uh, Sherm is uh, sort of he's the guy who knows a little bit about everything, you know, and, and he's a hustler and uh, he's he's just just a whole lot of fun. And Carl does a wonderful job bringing him to life. But then uh, last but not least, we have Grace Mercedes, who plays Faye. And Faye joins the crew in episode two of season one from New York. And she's just sort of gone there. What we learn about her, she's had these many different lives, uh, recently a divorcee. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's sort of the makeup of the crew. Well, I got to tell you, when, first of all, Nikki is other than you, Aaron. Nikki is my favorite character. Yeah, that I, works. I, yeah. I, sorry, yeah, I'm I so glad. I love her. I love. I just love her yes. brashness and her just really out there. And uh, I got to tell you, yes. Sherm actually reminds me of my college roommate. But that's a, another podcast. Oh, funny, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone brings something so amazing to to their roles and to into the story and to the show. And so um, I, I, what I love about the show also, and, and you sort of just touched on this, but you know, there's, there's a character for everyone, I think, um, or, or you'll see yourselves in multiple characters. You know, we all have different sides of ourselves. And I think that could be represented in, and, and maybe at Noah, but also Sherm for, for a certain person. And I think that's just a testament to, to Phil Augusta Jackson and the writing staff and how they've, created these characters and fleshed them out, you know? Absolutely agree. And regardless of your skin tone, I think it is relatable to everyone. Absolutely. It's just really brilliantly written, brilliantly acted. Okay. Uh, and I'm just thrilled. And I'm thrilled that you guys meet at a wine bar. I mean, that's my jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, by the way, Scott, are you a sommelier? Like, tell me a little bit about yourself, if you will, because I... Oh, shucks. This isn't your podcast. This is... I, I just, I just want to know. This is an abbreviated version. The abbreviated version is I'm a wine enthusiast that has a face for radio. I spent 25 years as a wine journalist and wine judge and had a radio show and a, a regular uh, newspaper column. Just somebody who loves uh, wine and can relate to people about wine. And that's that's my background, man. That's pretty, pretty straightforward. That's now, awesome. The one thing I, I definitely can relate to is getting together at the wine bar. And you just mentioned that there's a wine bar. I'm not going to ask you for the name because then I'll end up popping in and trying to stalk you or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, but there's a wine bar uh, that you mentioned in Los Angeles. Does the group really, your your group really get together after a shoot or, or something? And, and oh, hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I, I'll even start by saying, I don't know if the audience knows this. So I will, I will say that Phil um, was already friends with Nicole, Echo, um, Carl and a few of the writers on staff. Um, they all kind of came up together in the ranks at UCB, which is an improv school here. Um, and that's how they knew each here in, in New York. And then, so they, they all met through, through, through the world of improv. And they used to, prior to the show, meet at this particular bar, this particular wine bar. And so it was already their hangout spot. Um, and, and again, that's that's where the, the great idea to make it into a show came from. Then once myself and, and Gracie and Justin came on board for the show, um, we basically just started meeting them there. You know, so at any 
on any given day of the week, you, you might find one of us or perhaps all six of us there. Um, and then plus some of the writers from the show. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a place where we like to hang out um, after a shoot or even just, you know, when we're on, in, in our hiatus, we just, that's that's just one of the places that we go to. The, you know, there are a few other bars, but that's, that's I would like to say, like kind of the main, the main hangout spot for sure. Well, next time I'm in LA, I'm definitely going to text you and see if you're there because I would love to check this bar out with you. Yes, absolutely. Please do. Yeah, I would love, I would love to show you. That would be great. So I, I have to ask a little so, hint, hint. Do you guys have a wine consultant on the show? Who's who's writing about these wines that you guys are sitting around sipping and enjoying? Yeah, you know, um, I know that we've worked with a sommelier at certain points in the in the production process. I don't know because I'm not in the writer's room if if there's a consultant that that Phil is using for every script or what. But I know that there is a sommelier uh, whose name is escaping me right now. And I feel so bad because he also did a wonderful job of helping us find crew gifts for season two. I'm so, so upset that I'm forgetting his name. But yes, so we, we do we do consult with with professionals as well. But I can't say that we have a steady consultant um, outside of this one sommelier who I cannot whose name I cannot remember and will have to. I'll have to input that a little later into the show because it's going to bother me if I... Uh, Devin, Devin, Devin the wine, Devin the wine guy. Devin, Devin, something like that. Devin the wine guy. I'm going to find it right now because that's terrible. Well, Uh, I have to say that whoever Devin the wine guy is, he's doing a fantastic job because the accuracy of... You know, the, the way you guys talk about the wines is it's pitch perfect. And very, by the way, super relatable. So one of oh, the things I, as a wine person, find so charming about the show, not yeah. just the banter and the interaction between all the characters, but it really is sort of the underlying theme of the wines and how it really is very accurate. And I think it's kind of cool. It's hard to pull off, by the way, I think. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Again, I can't take full credit for that. I have to, I have to give credit where credit is due. And that, that mostly starts with our writers and with, with Phil, but, but thank you. We're, we're really happy to hear that. And his name is Dev. He's a sommelier and you can find him at wine and culture LA on Instagram. So that is, that is, All right. you did look it up. Love it. I did look it up. Yeah, I had to, I had to, he's, he's too great of a guy not to. All right. Shout out to Devin. Yes. Yes. So, um, Real quick, what um, what is like one of the coolest things you've learned about wine personally through the series? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, through the series, what are one of the coolest things? Well, I, you know, I, I can't pinpoint one thing. And, and again, I'm so new to this. Like it's still though the world is is still very very new to me and i and i i just love that we've been able to film at at some some vineyards here in la or in in, in la county uh, that's been awesome um, just even knowing the difference between a cab Sauv and a Merlot and, and just getting a basic understanding of these things have been great. I've been introduced to, to natural wines and orange wines. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Which, which has been awesome because never had I tried any of that before this show and Lambrusco, for instance, right. Which, you know, is a red sparkling from Northern Italy. That was something that I drank a lot of this summer. And so, um, that was probably something I was stuck on. I was like, wait, you mean red wine can have bubbles? Like that's, that's cool. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. The, that's what comes to mind first. I think the Lambrusco was probably like the coolest thing for me because, um, 
like I said, during the summer, it was something you could drink on a hot day and, and yeah, and, slightly and slightly chilled, right? You just slightly chill the, the Lambrusco chilled, and yeah. oh, God. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I am okay, Aaron. You and I are now brothers because there are so few people that can really appreciate Lambrusco. And it's not your father's Lambrusco, man. I mean, the yeah. Lambrusco they used to import, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, it's, it's not the same stuff. It's really high quality. It's delicious. It's sure. refreshing. Again, slightly chilled. It's a great summer. You just get a, a, a cold glass of Lambrusco in a hammock and... Yes. I mean, come on. Or even at the beach, you know, I'm in LA. So it's like you're at the beach or, you know, outside outdoors in my backyard. I mean, it, it's just, it's the perfect summertime drink I find. Uh, and I actually brought some to, uh, to Phil's house recently because we got to preview some of the episodes and I brought a Lambrusco that everyone loved and Gracie Mercedes unbeknownst to me had never tried Lambrusco before, which is odd because we all were ordering it a lot this summer and she loved it. And so, uh, so yeah, anyway, I was very proud to have, to have put her on to, to that. See, now you're the guy turning other people onto wine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. Who would have thought? So other than Lambrusco and that's again, great summer wine. Yes. Do you currently have a favorite wine that, that you've uh, kind of going to? Yeah. Right now I've been going to this wine, uh, chaos theory and it's a, oh, yeah. Wine. Yeah. yeah, I've really, really been liking that. And I actually got a chance. Um, my girlfriend and I went up to a Blue Note Jazz Festival, which is in Napa, and where, where they have where Chaos Theory is. Is that Napa? Or, um, what, what yep. I'm saying? Yeah, it is Napa. Okay. And so we went out there and we got to sit in um, at their where they where they showcase their wines. We got to go and, and visit. And so I got to have some of their Chaos Theory then and uh, a few of the other uh, options and and I really fell in love with that particular one and so I've been drinking a lot of that as of late. I actually had them send me a a whole box of them and so that's that's been that's been my go to. Yeah, they're great. I, I think it's um the Brown Family Vineyard or Brown, Brown Estate. Yes, exactly. Yeah, up in Napa, just yeah, yeah. great wines, great wines, yeah, absolutely, and a wonderful blend. I think it's a. a Jeez, I, mean, I don't want to go on the air saying this, but I'm pretty sure it's a red blend of maybe Cabernet and Zin or something like that. It's pretty unique and really just it is uh, beautiful wine. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. And speaking of beautiful, you are beautiful for spending this time with me. Oh, uh, no, this has you. been a, a pleasure. It's just the time's just flying by yeah. before I let you go because I know you're busy. I know you, know, you got other stuff uh, to do. Please remind us uh, where we can see Grand Cru. When's the next uh, season coming out? Yes. So I can't give away the exact month or date yet because it has not been announced. But let's just say it'll be coming soon. Uh, late winter, early spring-ish. Okay. okay. Um, and, and you can find us on NBC um, or Peacock. So we'll be airing on NBC like as we did last season. Um, first, uh, I'm not sure the the date. I'm sorry, the day or the time quite yet. But um, after we air on NBC the next day, it's usually up on Peacock. Very cool. And uh, so, as I would like to say in the radio world, stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned, please. Aaron, this has been an absolute pleasure. I can't thank you enough. And, I, and everybody, uh -huh. please go see uh, Grand Cru. Fantastic cast, great writing, and of course, wine. Yes. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love that? <laughs> well, well, look, as we like to say on the show, um, thank you, cheers to you, and, and clang, clang. Clang, clang. 
That'll do it for this episode of the Vine Guy, a WTOP news podcast. Remember, until the next time, do good, drink well.